0: I thought you were dead.
1: How do I know I can trust you?
0: Spike, Are you going
1: to make me <sighs> say it? Say what? With you it might be the history of the platypus robbing Oscar Wilde's grave or a stream-of-consciousness treatise on nursery rhymes.
0: Oh, but you love me for it.
1: Eyeballs to entrails.
0: Oh, you're my favourite freak show, Spike.
1: Oh, Drew, I shouldn't.
0: I could, I could hurt you in the good way right
1: now. Drew, it feels like we're from two different worlds. I was dead for a long time. We need to learn each other all over again.
0: Hey, your Drew hasn't forgotten any of.
1: Never could resist.
0: To Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we once were watching every episode of Buffy, spoiler free, and then talking about it, but now we're listening to every episode of Slayers, a Buffyverse story, one by one, spoiler free. I am the prodigal punk prince of darkness,
1: Jenny Owen Young. And I am the king consort, Kristen Russo. (laughs) Here we are today Rounding the final bend here. We're this is episode seven of Slayers. There's only nine. So we've only got two after this. We're in the final stretch.
0: We're coming up on the end. Things are heating up. I'm having a blast. Mm-hmm. What a time to be alive, Kristen. Sorry, we're still in the intro. Go on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, this is the okay, Jenny. I always do that. This is the episode where do you have any? Do you have any uh, hot takes on what this episode is about? Oh well,
0: what I probably should first say. Because there were some chickens outside of my window that sure. really distracted me. Uh huh. Great. And I'm so sorry. Uh, but first, I should tell everyone that this episode was written and directed by Amber Benson and Christopher Golden, co-directed and produced by Casey Wayland, and it originally aired in a full season binge drop on October 12th. 2023, this is the one where it is absolutely none of Indira's business. (laughs) Leave this girl alone,
1: you perverts. Uh, Let Indira live. Please. Uh, Indira and Jenny Owen Young saying the same (laughs) thing.
0: Two people who have absolutely no time for what you should be doing behind closed doors.
1: (laughs) Um, I also just felt really special when you read the this episode was uh, written and directed by and co-directed and produced by because we got the chance to talk to Amber Benson and Chris Golden just uh, a couple days ago. And so within the next handful of weeks, you'll get to hear our conversation with them. And since we talked to Casey Whalen, that means we've talked to all three of the people at the top of this. episode. The holy trinity. The holy trinity, indeed. All right. So. I would agree with that. This is the one where it's none of Indira's business. This is the one where Indira and Cordy start to raise an eyebrow at some of Spike's antics. This is the one where, oh, Althania, rest in peace. And Mm -hmm. also, notably, this is the one where Anya, Anyanka, and Jasper merge into a uh, many-limbed, blob-like thing. Um, You know that thing
0: people say about like your imagination, like when you can't see something terrible, you're guaranteed to imagine something worst. much worse than than what might actually be rendered. Mm. I hate what I see in my mind D- when you- I think about this merging. I think there's a lot more viscera, yeah. you know, yeah. in yeah. my mind Same. than would probably
1: be on the screen. I was going to say, like, I have there's sort of like a Slimer-esque vision I have, like... There's not, like, a a solid form. It's, like, j- more gelatinous, yeah. which doesn't make mm. any sense Ooh. because Anyanka, Anya, and Jasper are all solid beings, but... Is there a thing in Nightmare on Elm Street where, like,
0: Freddy, like, pulls up his shirt and there's just, like, a bunch of faces in his skin? That, I feel like, is a big inspo. <sighs> for what's going on in my brain
1: yeah those are all the souls he's taken they live inside of his chest his tiny little heads also in one of the Freddies, he's eating um a pizza a sausage pizza and he like takes oh. his little nail and oh. plucks one of the <laughs> as a meatball as a pizza meatball nope. no thank um, you anyway yeah i oh since we're talking about the trio the, the other holy trinity anya anyanka and jasper um uh-huh. I just wanted to throw out that I thought maybe um I mean I can not barely read my own handwriting but Anya Spurka was one of two names Anya Spurka for the uh, for this trio or and I think I like this one more uh John Janyas- Janyaska. Janyaska Ooh,
0: Oh Janyaska is really nice. That's right. It's I celebrate right, it's, that. Yeah,
1: it feels good. Okay. Really Janyaska. rolls right off the tongue. Janyaska. Okay, so um, general thoughts on this episode? Having a blast. Just
0: having a blast. Uh, I love how things are feeling. I love where things are going.
1: Um, you know, it's just uh, it's just good. The critic Jenny Owen Youngs having a blast.
0: Well, I feel like I've been like you know uh, picking my nits here and there as we've been talking. Uh, about this and that, but uh I feel like as like we've been, you know, acclimating to this show's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh and like as questions have been kind of like gradually answered as we've rolled forward, like, you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not feeling like I have a very critical brain today. I'm hey, just having a blast with you my are, old pals you are around not, the
1: cemetery. You're not paid to have a critical brain Brain, Jenny, you're paid to have a blast. So, you know what? (laughs) That really is my function in this (laughs) duo. Um, this is where things started to feel way more gelled and way more um, I don't know, like paced in a way where I was very excited about the next scene and the next scene and the next scene and the next scene in a way that felt very different from some of the middle episodes. Um, I've talked a lot about my first experience through and how like I couldn't remember if it was like 7, 8, and 9, but I knew that I had listened to 8 and 9 back to back and that I was just like ravenous in a way that like hadn't quite hit me in the middle bunch. Uh, and and in listening to 7, again, I, I, I have more confidence in Kristen of the past because I felt that way. I felt like we were picking up speed. I knew a lot already about the plot line. So like the script wasn't tasked with telling me as much about what was happening. Things were just rolling along, you know? Um, And so I really like this episode. Um, I really like the Spike. I mean, you know, it's also the first episode, I think, where we get, like, Spike and Drew uh, doing their Spike and Drew stuff. (laughs) And also, there's something about Indira in this... Like, I've loved Indira from the jump, but there's something about Indira in this universe, like, playing the part of a witch, like both poorly and perfectly at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that I'm just really really feeling. Uh so
0: yeah. that that is really great. I, I think uh I mean it's <laughs> it's hard to pick an all-star uh of an episode or a series uh when so many of our faves are here turning it in absolutely but Leia really uh shines and I've been thinking a lot since we talked to Amber and Chris about how they talked about how they, you know, they wanted to have, they wanted to bring in a younger character into the universe who could function as kind of like the audience insert for people who are not familiar yeah with the Buffyverse, right? And I think like I think it is really cool that you have sort of like these dual guides uh as you listen you have spike f- especially for the veterans mm-hmm. uh we love him and he- he's doing his monologues and we love to listen to him talk and it's great uh and then we've got indira who is just such a light and simultaneously i think does function as that audience insert for people who may not know much about this world but yeah. also as kind of the fresh blood that like Casey, Chris and Amber all talked about how bringing in Leia really kind of like charged all of these amazing performers who have existing chemistry and long working relationship history uh it really just like got everybody sitting up a little straighter and like really bringing their A game because she crushes so hard and they're like oh well we've got this new person in the room who's like bringing a new element and i i really like that i really i really like the spike indira sort of like dual stewards uh, Mm um carrying us along on this adventure and each doing their part in in different ways yeah yeah same same Uh, all right. Well, shall we? Okay, okay, okay. He's out of his sarcophagus, but Spike still finds a way to previously us.
1: (laughs) Just (laughs) monologuing about his many deaths to Drusilla.
0: (laughs) Monologuing about his many deaths and also the stage direction in the script. Spike, parentheses, lying his ass off. (laughs) Death was a bit boring. (laughs)
1: Et cetera, et cetera. I love it. Yeah, um, Drusilla can't stop talking about, <laughs> cannot stop talking about how good Tara is in the sack. Like yeah. it's just her favorite yeah, topic yeah, of conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Kristen, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any Do you have any thoughts on the wood nymph? I really want to try to figure out. Drew says, "Do you remember?" She's talking to Spike about Tara. Do you remember the night we spent with the wood nymph? In I don't remember how to pronounce this location. It's something like that, but without the splinters. So what now? Okay, Kristen. Okay, fuck
0: Mary. Kill Aww. Drews. <laughs> Drews on. other sexual partners besides Spike and Tara. <laughs> Wood nymph, chaos demon, famously all slime and antlers, and that guy she banged and then threw off the top of the Eiffel Tower.
1: Definitely that guy. Oh, I forgot it. I didn't get to just pick one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, uh, I'll, uh, okay, I want to fuck the guy who gets thrown off the Eiffel Tower, but the problem is that then he, then he's gone because he's been thrown off the Eiffel Tower, so I have no one, it's not like I can continue fucking that guy. If I could keep fucking that guy, and he just kept getting. Interesting, I've always, I've always just, uh, seen it as you
0: fuck one time, you marry forever,
1: you so then, are you also, also one time? I mean, I don't know why in my mind it had to be like, you never fuck the person you marry, but <laughs> it just felt like no, 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 fuck was a separate yeah. category that like you could only fuck that person and then only <laughs> no, 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 no. marry this it's, person. It's
0: just fucking, but marriage encompasses a whole umbrella of whatever you want, uh, you know, that you decide on together, including um, sex, All right. cuddling, co parenting. Uh, d- uh b- building wealth together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Adopting a
0: dog. Okay. Well,
1: I mean, honestly, I ge- I guess I'll kill the chaos demon. Um, because I think that I would marry the wood nymph and just sort out the splinters situation. You know what I mean? Just, like, like we'd like, have time. We're married. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, and then I. Yeah. would f- fuck the guy on the Eiffel Tower, but honestly, I would fuck the guy on the Eiffel Tower first because maybe since I'm gonna throw him off the Eiffel Tower, I won't have to kill the chaos demon and he can just go live his life.
0: Nobody said that you had to kill the guy.
1: After you have sex with him, he was just in the
0: running as one of Drew's previous sexual partners. I thought
1: it was part of the. But I like that
0: you're like. I guess I have to.
1: (laughs) I thought like the sex was like not sex on top of the Eiffel Tower. It was sex on the top of the Eiffel Tower, and then you throw him off the Eiffel Tower. Like yeah. Uh. Do you have an answer,
0: Kristen? How many hours out of Of twenty four hours? Why? How many? How how many hours a day? How many hours a day do you estimate you spend thinking about the fleshly delights?
1: <laughs> For the listener at home, my face looks like I just took a spoonful of Vegemite. A and... malort. Malort. Yeah, honestly, malort. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Australia. Okay, so
0: Kristen doesn't, Kristen does not think about the fleshly delights a lot. Stop saying Ooh. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay are, are you, Were you surprised to hear that Spike's not really into sharing? I it's was. really hard to say whether that's surprising or not I mean I
1: think know? the thing is is that Spike is bye for Boreanaz He's got a broody stare and hot spiky hair If you're straight
0: or gay your tingly feelings don't care You're just being honest about this sexy demonic in your Bye for Boreanas
1: and so maybe he's not into threesomes um i think you know what it is with spike i think he a he's into threesomes if angel is one of the people no matter what even if he's in love with the other person if Sp- if angel is the third spike is fucking in uh, literally. Uh, actually, probably not. But, oh, but whatever. Boy. Um, okay. So, but then if... But then I think outside of that, Spike is probably into uh, multiple partners at once if he doesn't have any feelings for them. But I think that when it comes to Drew or Buffy or his big loves, that he doesn't want to share them because he's too jealous. Mm, yeah, okay. So so I did, but I did uh, chew on all of that as I read, as I read, as I listened to um this opening scene what about the Buffy bot do you think that um he
0: feels an emotional attachment to the Buffy bot as an extension of Buffy I mean I feel an emotional
1: attachment to the Buffy I know me too (laughs) I love her probably he does all right yeah Uh... but also
0: probably none of our business
1: um Minion Y, you don't know, if you're just listening, you don't know that the minions all have names and most of them are just letters, <laughs> but this is Minion Y, mm-hmm. who rolls up and is like, hey, um, Drew, I just thought, but Minion Y, literally saying the thing that anyone should be saying, maybe this is a trick, does anyone want to check out the details And this costs Minion Y first his tongue, which Spike rips out of his head, and then Spike dusts him. I wish there was some way for Spike to dust him with his tongue, like, rip out the tongue and then use it as the stake, but (laughs) (laughs) he didn't have a wooden tongue.
0: Spike takes this opportunity, while he's getting all puffed up about um, nobody questioning him, to announce that he is His Majesty King Consort. (laughs) Uh, which is what you call uh, the partner of a sitting queen. Uh, Spike and Damon Targaryen, both just absolutely living to be Royal Bottoms.
1: <laughs> royal
0: Bottoms. Tune in uh, this spring to TBS for Royal Bottoms. <laughs>
1: I am quiet well, because I was away. silent laughing. I was silent laughing <laughs> for Royal <laughs> Bottoms. Wow. Are we, is this good? Are we good?
0: Is podcasting good? No, I think, fun? Do you know, like
1: us? Here's what I think, Jenny. I think we were pretty, I think we were like okay in the beginning and then I think we got really good and then I think we've just been declining since.
0: <laughs> Would you say we've been declining since we got divorced or since no. we recovered from getting divorced
1: recovered i think since we recovered
0: yeah, yeah
1: we've become <laughs> too comfortable once again yeah. i think the sweet spot was when everything was kind we of we fucked up. super uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> anyway um also okay so i looked up consort because i just wanted to make sure i knew what it meant and consort has two meanings it's like c- consort but also consort like to consort with the enemy You know, or with
0: the friend, or the enemy of my enemy, who is famously my friend, or
1: two pennies, or one pair of footsteps. Remember remember that one time when you said the gun of my gun is my gun. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: It's still true. Okay, Um, Spike, fucking classic shit here. Uh, Tara may have kept your bed warm. Okay, sir, we don't need any of that. We only like to hear about... now the big bad is back. Big bad indeed. Indira's like... Yeah, Indira's like, fucking you guys. I haven't talked about being a child until now. I will use this to shut you up. Stop being disgusting. Um, uh, All right, so Indira says she's going to perfect the sunlight spell. That's her job. She has to get this done so that Drusilla... Kicks Tara both out of bed and out of her lair and brings Indira in as the queen of black magic. Mm-hmm. To the dungeon.
0: Down in the dungeon, Cordelia is like,
1: ew. Is that. She's that was... gross down there. That's, that's it. That's it. Just
0: ew. Okay. I paused. Yeah, for I more. love it.
1: Um, I love it. Yeah. She does not she... like it down there. <laughs>
0: She also gets a quick tour of uh, the many entities currently housed in the body of Tara McClay. Yeah, so this Good is- Good Tara, I- bad Tara, Kurgan Tara.
1: I think this is the first, I don't know if it is, but it struck me as the first time that Amber has delivered a line where all three of- her, all three things that she speaks as happen without a break. Like, it's like good Tara, then right, right. bad Tara, and then Kurgan Tara. Um, and Kurgan Tara, listen, Kur, which I think is just Kurgan, but Kurgan is really growing on me. Like, I don't know why, but I just feel a, an attachment to Kurgan. He's, his motives are clear. He just needs to finish yeah. the job. Like, he, he's not yeah. messing around, you know? He also is like, he doesn't care about the monkey. He doesn't care. He just needs to, he just needs to get <laughs> he his... Doesn't care about the monkey as a qualifier for you to like someone. (laughs) Um, Oh, geez. I I wanted to say in this segment that there's Anya and Anyanka and uh, Pup Yanka and all of that but the Tara Kurgan good Tara bad Tara uh, Kurgan Tara we had a listener write in about plurality um, and in parentheticals in this email they said this is a category of neurodivergence that can sometimes be diagnosed as dissociative identity disorder which used to be known as multiple personality disorder and went on to say like this is a complicated thing in uh, in so many fields of discussion but but the thing I did want to bring to the table is that I, I've i spoken with this listener and I would really like to, if there are folks out there that have other resources about possession storylines or, I mean, I guess this is a possession storyline, right? Because it's like Kurgan is possessing the body of Tara, and somehow... It's a little, I think it has a couple of branches, honestly, but it's like Kurgan is definitely possessing Terra. We're not quite sure what the math on like bad Terra is, um, if it's like because Kurgan is Mm. in there and so there's two Terras or whatever. But as you can hear, as I'm talking, right, there is a way to read the character of Terra as someone who has altars. Uh, And that's a real thing. That's a real thing that people experience. That's not what this story is about. But I did think it was um, really important and interesting to have this conversation with our listener about viewing the story through that lens. And I wondered if there was more to be read about um, these kinds of narratives and what they do to um, conversations around this category of neurodivergence. So this is my little, now it's in all of your ears. And if you have more things for us to read about this or just ways for us to kind of digest this um, through that lens, that's something of interest. So hello at bufferingcast.com. Send in your thoughts. I also do love that, Bad, I, I don't know why all of a sudden I'm calling her Bad Tara. I don't think I've ever done that before. But I like that uh, Bad Tara it describes having Kurgan as another organ. I don't know why I just found it so delightful. Like, she says, like, I have a heart, a lungs, and a Kurgan. Like, that's how she integrates with <laughs> Kurgan. <laughs> um, but basically, Cordy is... Cordy is there because the deal she made with Bang was for Bang to get Tara at her most depleted so that Cordy could mm-hmm. scoop her up and bring her to Anya and they could hopefully help her. Oh, uh, we get this...
0: We get this bit. Um, You know when... You know when you really want to push your friends away? <laughs> you know when you're like, old yeller, you you have to... Nymeria, go into the wilderness. No! No! <laughs> I know it sucks it sucks but uh, that's what that's what um Tara is doing but I guess not from a nice place uh she's like yeah it sucks to be your friend or your sister getting close to you gets you killed I have everyone you
1: ever cared for is dead I <laughs> have my god dude yeah but like what's interesting I get like what I found interesting about that is that like we have good Tara saying kill me Cordelia like kill me that's the only way that you can make this stop is you just like good Tara is just like ready to sacrifice her life if it means that like Kurgan won't get to his highest power and do all these bad things right you'd think
0: that she's like This would be a fine reason to kill me—a random stray bullet uh, of from the worst villain on the show ever. Cordelia,
1: Cordelia Uh, Cordelia's bad. bad. Cordelia's like, uh, actually, Tara, I can't kill you. It would be really bad. The fandom would not accept that. (laughs) Uh, Oh my god! Give me that scene. But I just thought it was interesting because I wrote in my notes, like, it seems like bad Tara is also trying to get herself killed. But, like, I don't understand why bad Tara would be doing that. But, yes, to your point, bad Tara is just like, you're the worst person in the world. You couldn't keep your sister alive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then Kurgan, and this is why I like the guy, is basically like, everyone, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so
0: I love uh, the spell.
1: Me too.
0: I love the little echo loop. This is, the and like, the way that it's executed in the audio is just, like, so cool. I think it is very effective. I love that, like, Cordelia is just kind of, like, frozen in this, like, one sentence, basically. Just, like, I also love that we find out later that if you, like,
1: jostle her, you can, like, jostle her out of it. I was going to say, I absolutely loved that just shaking her would, like, make the record get back on track yeah 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 (laughs) um yeah i love this too i was pretty sure that the word like obviously that she says echo tara says echo and then she says for immer which i was like that must mean forever right it does in case you're wondering like me it's german for forever (gasps) Mm. jenny Will you yeah. get me a shirt? You know, when you start saying something and then you're like, I wish I'd never started saying it, but now I have to say it. Oh, Will you get me a shirt f- for Christmas that says mommy's favorite puppy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this like this really it's like when you call yourself the prodigal punk prince of darkness, but she calls you her favorite puppy.
1: <laughs> Mommy's favorite puppy. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So <laughs> just to, just to put a tab on the end of that last scene in the dungeon, Tara goes to eat the rest of Elthania after she puts the fucking echo spell on Cordy. <laughs> Drew, Drew does d- listen. Let's just throw, I think Drusilla might get her jingle for every fucking episode. So let's play Drusilla's jingle.
0: Drew, you my heart with dread and still I right back
1: to you. in this scene, she not only refers to Spike as Mommy's favorite puppy, but she also one hundred percent believes that the biggest magic is found inside of cookies and says I... as much to Indira. And I love this for uh, all of us.
0: Yeah, this feels correct. (laughs) One of her minions informs her that Ms. Bang is gone. Drew is in denial and says she won't allow it.
1: Yeah, also she really is convinced that Bang would never leave her, which is kind of sad.
0: I know. Uh, And also lends credence to your uh, assumption. My bang and bang
1: uh, theory. Yeah. Yeah the big bang the big bang um so they hear Althea screaming from the dungeon um so
0: they're all like let's go check that out let's yeah, go get let's closer go to that
1: what's happening down there they see cordy on repeat indra is immediately like cordelia uh and then covers her tracks by saying of course i know what the slayer looks like I, if i want to be the queen of black magic yes then obviously yes
0: and then okay Kristen, prepare your poker face because I need you to not spoil me with your little face, just in case I'm right about this.
1: Well, some of us are really good at poker faces and others of us are not so good at poker faces. Okay. I, I Wait, was that some kind of dig? Yeah, you're horrible at a poker face. Every time I say anything about Mulder's bed, you're like fucking basically <laughs> writing in lipstick on the camera, like what the actual answer is. Okay, 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 okay. Just as lipstick, um, of course. You would never own lipstick.
0: Yeah, I would never. <laughs> uh, okay. There's a character uh, who is named Angry British Man mm-hmm. in the script. And he is somewhere in the dungeon behind a door yelling angrily. And he is Chekhov's angry British man locked in the dungeon. <laughs> uh, because here he is screaming and Spike's like, who's that? <laughs> And Drew's like, don't worry about that guy. He's nothing to me, my king. And then, like, it comes up again later. And I'm like, that voice sounds an awful lot like James Marsters to me. Mm. Is there another spike? Does Spike <laughs> not really die in this reality? Or is there a spike from a yet another reality that she has already collected? Does she had to have a whole bunch of spikes in her dungeon? What's going on? Don't tell me. I want to be surprised, especially if this is just a random angry British man. And, I, and they all sound the same to me. I don't know.
1: It's, um... It's actually, this all happened right before Eminem did his Slim Shady performance at the VMAs, and it actually wasn't, they were not all Slim Shadies, they were just all Spikes. No. No, Kristen. Will the real William, please stand up. Pratt? Thank you. Will the Will the real William Pratt please stand up? Please stand up. Okay. Please stand up.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm right. I really am like 50-50 on... That sounds like James Marsters or I'm just like hearing what I want to hear. So,
1: it's, it's interesting, too. So let me ask you this. Um, do you when you do your listen, are you reading the script at the same time always? Like or do you just listen?
0: I do a no script listen first and then a script listen. Did
1: you notice Angry British Man on your first on your listen without the script? Yeah. I did, especially
0: because okay. they keep drawing my attention
1: I know they do it's just like I was like oblivious but I guess that is who I am so
0: hey there this is Justin Bartha I made a funny new podcast King
1: of the Egg Cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black I'm torn by my feelings for two women Bobby Cannavale you can eat it
0: or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut
1: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
0: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Um. Yeah, I wonder if your theory, theory is right. So
0: you're telling me <laughs> that something's happening? Uh,
1: so, I mean, I think this, the script and the show are telling us that something <laughs> is happening. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll just yeah. have to find out what it is. Uh, all right, so... Tara tells Drusilla that the sunlight spell worked. um, And Drusilla is like, "Mm, too little, too... Drusilla does not give a shit. Drusilla's like, "Mm, too little, too late. Snaps Althania's neck. R.I.P. Althania, but honestly, a better fate, I think, than what was in store for her. Um, Yeah, I guess a quick finish is better than... Yeah, yeah. Drusilla says, we're going in a different direction to Tara, which... That felt... That felt very
0: like we're we're actors, <laughs> we're actors, and we've heard this.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know didn't what I mean? It felt like it did. It felt like very business-like in a in a horrible way to me. But yeah, I guess I- yeah, I just
0: felt like a very like industry insider kind of thing. <laughs>
1: Tara is saying everything that she's trying every tactic. She's saying she sees no magic in Indira. She's—I mean, she's wrong because Indira is a slayer, and from what we understand, slayers have some magic. But she's yeah, saying, right? yeah, she says Spike feels wrong, um, and Drew's like, mm, shut up. Here's some magical manacles, magicals, manacle, manacle, magicals. Um, ma- ma- <laughs> I listened to this with Avanti um, because I listened in the car. And when uh, when Indira said that these two were hornier than Gray Sloan interns, Avanti laughed harder oh, than- Oh, did you go, who? I, and Avanti was like, uh. So, okay. So no, she just laughed really hard and I was like, Cool because she loves Indira because we all love Indira. And I was like, okay, I don't understand. I'll look up Grace Sloan interns later. And then I looked up Grace Sloan okay. interns. And of course, it's from Grey's Anatomy, but the Sloan threw me off. Um, yeah, yeah. But I. I learned a couple of days ago, we were at a party. I don't like parties just for what it's worth. I don't like being in rooms with multiple people uh, that I know at all varying levels. It's very overwhelming for me. So Mm -hmm. I like, Mm -hmm. I like scuttled off to like play with a cat or go to the bathroom or like Scuttled. Scuttled off. And then when I came back, Avanti, who's like a fairly quiet person, was surrounded by a ring of queers talking about Grey's Anatomy, a show which she apparently knows so much about. Um, So I learned that she loves the show. And then the next day she was laughing at a Grey's Anatomy joke, and I still didn't understand it.
0: Wow. You guys need to get on the same page about this, I think.
1: We're trying, you know. You know? We're trying. We're trying. Um... Okay, so Indira puts Tara to sleep. Yeah, this is some handy sort of...
0: um, If you are pretending to be a witch Mm -hmm. and you're not a witch and someone wants you to do a go-to-sleep spell, Mm -hmm. you had best have a partner who is willing to distract the person who just asked you to do that with their tongue and other parts. Mm Mm-hmm. So that you can just bop the person who needs to go to sleep over the head.
1: Yeah. You better... What you're saying, Jenny, a shorter way, a more economical way of saying that is... What? You better have mommy's favorite shorter. puppy on hand.
0: Yeah. Uh, see, the thing is that I would never say anything about mommy's favorite <laughs> puppy.
1: Unlike <laughs> some people. Um. Okay. So Spike... They, they're going to lock Cordelia up and Spike's reasoning for not because, you know, Drusilla, basically Drusilla and Cordelia are saying the same thing about each other at varying points. Why have you not killed her yet? Um, and Drusilla is like, why are we not killing her? She's right here. We can kill her right now. Spike's answer is fucking brilliant. And it's so brilliant that I'm like, that Why? I,
0: too, was like, how has no one thought of this before?
1: Lock the Slayer up, keep her alive, but locked up, and you'll never get another Slayer?
0: What a great little loophole. A
1: perfect loophole. Like, I'm glad that there's a lot of Slayers now, because, you know, I'm, I'm glad no one had this idea before multiple Slayers were activated in our universe. Dude, right? Because this seems like... <sighs> This seems like the thing. This seems like what you're doing. Seems you do. like a very
0: good idea. It
1: doesn't. Like, I'm not a villain and you're not a villain, so we wouldn't have thought of it. But what are all the villains doing? Why didn't they think of this idea? It's genius. Yeah. Um, also, uh, in addition to not ever saying mommy's favorite puppy, Jenny, I would imagine that you have never said run and rut in the woods. Uh, a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh, <mine. laughs> Listen, that is simply none of my business. Okay. (laughs) Drusilla and Rudding? I'm sorry, it's like it's working. It's rudding is not working for me, but like but Juliet Landau can sell anything. It's unbelievable how the woman yeah. simply sells you on like every fucking line, even how run and rut. It? How does know. she do it? You know, I don't know if I've already said this inside the pod, but when I was at Comic-Con with these guys, uh, mm. James was talking about Juliet like on stage and he said mm-hmm. she is fearless in a way that I have never seen. Like, she is absolutely fearless when she comes to performance. She simply shows up, has no fear. And it, like, resonated so deeply with me, because it is what comes out, I think, is just, like, this person will do anything that comes to her without worrying about, like, if it'll be wrong or if it might... Like, and that's what makes Drusilla, and I think a lot of what Juliet does, so unique, you know?
0: Wow, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where we learn that jostling Cordelia will reset her, and, um, you know, Drusilla's like, please be very careful not to jostle her, and Spike, like, kicks her across the room. (laughs) Spike is immediately like, (laughs) bo! Bonk, 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 bonk. Ah,
0: sorry, whoops. Um, Uh... Oh, (laughs) Drusilla says, tickety-tock, tickety-tock, it's time to kill the Slayer. I'm going to be saying (laughs) tickety-tock moving forward. Perfect uh spike and drusilla are coming dangerously close to merging with one another and drew's like let's go upstairs and indira is like yes god please go please upstairs thank you
1: yeah um so they do they go upstairs to fuck or rut depending on what you prefer please please don't say rut. i'm sorry it's it was given to me by the page (laughs) um In the dungeon, Cordelia and Indira are left behind. Um, And Indira says something about Drusilla, which I really love. Um, She's telling Cordelia that she doesn't actually think Drusilla is crazy at all. She says, I think she's a brutal sadist with infantile obsessions who wears, quote, insanity like a Halloween mask. How about that? How about that? Just a really delightful, especially, I mean... You know, who knows what this Drusilla's history was. We got a lot of um, our Drusilla's history before this, but I do love this idea of Drusilla as someone who knows exactly what she's doing because she always seems to know exactly what she's doing. And I think, you know, anyone who falls outside of the grid of our common understanding is often labeled crazy. Uh, But when you really think about what's happening, oftentimes you'll find that is not actually it at all. And I love Indira's line here. And I love the way that it frames Drusilla. Cordelia's got a question for Indira and it's a fair one. Mm hmm. She's like, why
0: didn't you kill Drusilla just now? And Indira's like, oh, well, I was following Spike's lead. And then she's like, wait, was the Spike in your reality an actor?
1: (laughs) And Cordelia's like, I don't know why. Cordelia was like, no, that was Angel. Angel was actually the number one actor. (laughs) (laughs) He was uh, the best actor. Faith was the second
0: best actor famously. And then maybe Spike was the third best. We never got into it. So is like, I think it might be possible, maybe, that he's having second thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's confusing because, like, the fact that he jostles Cordelia, throwing her into the cell, would lead one to think that he's still on plan. But he's doing things that are clearly he's not being very clear about his intentions with Indira and Indira is his teammate so she has reason to I think have some doubt
0: yeah and she's also like he's busted up over Buffy still maybe mm-hmm. and drew is like more put together in this reality I guess <laughs> and like powerful uh and then and then the kicker he gave her the gem of Amara like immediately to me that just feels like I feel like there's plenty of plausible deniability. Yeah. And actually I feel like the script is telling us at least 50% that like there's not this is hogwash and there's nothing to worry about. Um I'm interested to see where the gem of Amara thing goes. I think especially because later he's like always keep that on you. Like it just feels like
1: something is fake. Yeah, or... it feels like there's
0: some kind of trick going on,
1: or like because the because the at the end of this episode when he tells Drew still that is a big moment of like keep this in your pocket at all times, and I wonder if I'm I, clearly I actually know things, but I am a, I am actually a natural talent at still imagining and wondering even when I know, um, <clears throat> but I wonder I <laughs> I wonder if. He wants her to keep the gem like it feels like if I were Indira or if I were Cordelia, my my first guess, knowing Spike, would not necessarily be, oh, Spike is maybe evil again, but rather Spike for sure wants to fuck alternate reality drusilla come
0: on i mean that does seem to be at the top of his list top
1: of his list and like you can't blame the guy i mean who gets a chance to have sex with the alternate reality version of someone that they were absolutely soulmates with for dozens of years like hundreds of years and the fact that he tells drew because we know that the spell that Indira does is not working. Indira's like egging Spike on to be like, say you're hot too, convince her, convince her. So the fact that Spike tells Drusilla to keep the Gem of Amara on her, to me felt like, Mm. even though Spike probably is not like fucking everything up, that like, maybe he does want to sleep with Drusilla. He fucking loves Drusilla. Like you can't undo that. And maybe he doesn't want Drusilla to die. Because if she goes in the sun, she's going to be dusted. But if she has the gem of Amara, she won't be. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you're so smart.
1: Thanks. And I, I mean, I rege- genuinely, uh, that's just what I put together by erasing episodes eight and nine out of my head, so. Yeah. Indira basically sorts in this conversation too, or I guess Cordelia figures it out, that Spike wouldn't out Indira as a fake witch either way. Because if he tells Drusilla she's a fake witch, then Drusilla will doubt Spike. And Cordy's like, listen, get up there, fake the spell, get the grimoire, and let's get the fuck out of here. Upstairs, things are getting...
0: None of our business.
1: (laughs) Deeply none of our business. Things
0: are getting A, hot, B, heavy, C, moist. No! D, all
1: of the above. Moist. Get out of here. We opened with the none of your business clip, um, because actually I guess now it is your business and you have to deal with it just like we do.
0: Well, and you know what? I celebrate this. This actually does
1: feel like a little bit of my business. It does. It does. Honestly, out of all the sexy times that we've had inside of the show, I have to say that I am into this the most. Um, And I also think that this supports my theory um, because the lines that they have here, Spike saying in the clip we played, never could resist you, feels very true. It does. The sound effects in... Let me just give you all the gift of the sound effects cues in this scene. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh Drusilla kisses him fiercely, humming a little happy and horny. Wow. Sound effects, another that, kiss. Now,
0: the op the like uh the other side of the hungry and horny slayer coin. <laughs> happy and humming and hungry. Happy and horny.
1: <laughs> Uh sound effects, another kiss. Sound effects. She slams him against the wall again. More kissing. Spike growls. Sound effects, more fun noises.
0: Mm-hmm. All uh, right. okay, Spike is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. I was dead. Ugh. And we need to like learn each other all over again. And Drusilla says, don't worry. I haven't forgotten anything you like.
1: This would be very... I would be really nervous if I was in this situation because like... Right, because (sighs) like what if your alternate reality... What if... uh, Yeah. But you have to pretend you like it, but then what if you... Like it just... I would be in my head. It would not be a good time for me. Once Drusilla said that she remembered what I liked, but I wasn't that me. Forget it. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. At the magic box... Uh,
0: Jenny Owen Youngs calls out to Kristen Russo, second best friend.
1: <laughs> I think about it every time that Clem calls Giles second best friend. I also think about it.
0: Oh, good, 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 good. Um, uh, the explosion. Uh, okay, so omniscient Giles is once again in effect. <laughs> the explosion blew out the windows, but there's no structural damage. <laughs> I guess he means visual structural damage. <laughs> I guess. But, uh, so, yeah. I like that they go in and, uh, Clem is immediately like, I smell dog.
1: <laughs> Clem has such a complicated relationship to John Yaska. It's like, I don't even know what his feelings are about Anya, but we know that Anyanka and Clem have a very complicated history, and then we yeah, know yeah. that like Jasper is Clem's good boy, goodest boy. Yep. So yep, there's just like a yep. lot of emotions contained there for him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of emotions contained there for us, and also everyone in the pile up. Mm-hmm. That's true. Jasper, Jasper, honestly, is probably just like, yay, because <laughs> dogs want to just be involved. <laughs>
1: Dogs want to be as close to you as possible. So if merging with you was possible, they probably would be down.
0: Oh, my God. I'm so glad that I could never merge with Frank. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I need my space.
1: Okay. So Anyanka explains that since she has not had human feelings, she can't actually enjoy human pain. This
0: is an interesting little turn i mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where this goes and I have a I have a guest that I'll I'll get to at the end of the episode.
1: You have a little crystal ball of your own over there?
0: I do. <laughs> Jenny's crystal ball is in full effect. Spike is in the dungeon. Some other version of Spike is in the dungeon
1: and something else uh to be revealed shortly. Great. I want to read <laughs> um there's this exchange between Anya and Anyanka about Um, why Anya split... Why this Anya split from Anyanka. Anya says, I don't want you, uh, Anyanka, as a part of me. I split from the demon who possessed me in this world a long time ago. I've put all the hatred and the thirst for vengeance behind me. Anyanka says... But how can you do that when men are so despicable? And Anya answers, yes, there are many despicable men, but if you wallow in the rage and resentment they cause, that's all you can see. This feels in a show created by Amber Benson starring Charisma Carpenter and Emma Caulfield to be very pointedly uh, Hmm. stating something. (sighs) And I am hearing it, and I celebrate it for all of them. (laughs) Yes, message received. Yeah.
0: As this is all being discussed, you know, uh, Clem tries to soothe Jasper by saying, sometimes mommies fight, but it doesn't mean they don't love each other. And then this happens.
1: Anya, Anyanka, focus. Focus. Between the two of you, you must know some way to undo this strange conjunction.
0: She's not going to help. She wants to be merged like this. Not like
1: this. Not with the puppy. The puppy ruins everything. Shh, shh. I don't know if I love anything more than I love on Yanka hating Jasper. It's so funny to me. It is my favorite thing in the episode. Um, I just delight in it.
0: Look, sometimes you want to merge with someone, but they also have a dog that has a presence that maybe is like beyond like too much. You might not be comfortable with it. They might like To watch or something while you're merging, or they might want to merge with you, and that's certainly not welcome here.
1: (laughs) Oh God. I think we're fired. Are we? I don't know. It's it feels like maybe we should be. Write to us at hello at bufferingcast.com if you think we should be fired. Tell
0: us, tell us if we're fired or not.
1: (laughs) We'll tally up, we'll tally up the votes and let you know what happens. Yeah. Um Uh,
0: Okay, Giles is like, focus, focus, focus. We need to, like, separate you three first and foremost. We need to get everyone back in their zones. And Anya is like, I can't promise that I'll merge with you, but I promise to think about it. Mm -hmm.
1: Which feels fair.
0: And then Anya's like, okay, Giles, Clem can help us, but you need to go figure out why Tara took the descent of Andre Kurgan.
1: Please. And thank you. Giles being like, I forgot about this book. And Anya just dragging him. Like, Anya is here on behalf of us. In what fucking universe would Giles not have fucking thought of this book? Get out of here, sir. In the
0: universe where he's been retired for many years from the business of,
1: uh, you know, apocalypse, etc. Do you think that Olivia misses him or she's just like, fine? She's just
0: like, donuts.
1: Yeah, she's like, actually, the donuts are great. Um... So Giles is going to go back to his reality for one quick rut with Olivia plus getting the book.
0: Stop it!
1: (laughs) Chris, okay, you're fired. I still work here.
0: Back down in Drusilla's dungeon, Tara wakes up. And Cordelia's like,
1: hello. (laughs) Cordelia's really enjoying this turn of events. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's like, Mm-hmm. well 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 didn't know you'd be in this cell uh, and Tara's like oh let's cut a deal we want the same thing oh you want to free those people from their cells well free me and I can help you la, 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 la. Cordy's too uh, smart skin, all for this kind of shit stuff. Cordy no, knows Cordelia's like, go suck an egg mm-hmm. um, and eventually Cordelia fucks off but don't worry because someone is in the vents
1: Ooh 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 ah ah ah! That's that what you tell? <laughs> I was gonna say, is that is, are, You must be practiced in what sound a monkey makes, since you have an almost one year old. I am super practiced,
0: and especially because he really responds particularly to that. Uh, he loves when you go hoo, hoo, ooh, and then you open your mouth like you're gonna go ah, but you don't say anything. He thinks that's the funniest thing he's <laughs> ever
1: seen. <laughs> Incredible! Oh, I'm so glad we didn't forget our segment. What is your son doing? (laughs) Oh, have we been doing that every episode? No, we just did it last episode. I believe he was eating a tomato. Oh yeah! (laughs) (laughs) What a cool guy! Okay. Um. So sometimes your son laughs real hard when you do the ooh ooh ooh, but not the ah 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 of a monkey. That's right. (laughs) He probably would not find Mr. Pickles very funny. Mr. Pickles is de-manicling Tara slash Kurgan. This is, again, where I think Kurgan is funny. He calls Mr. Pickles a furry little bastard. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, Okay. Sing me a song just like the dawn chorus. I want to hear all the little birdies chirping, says Drusilla in her lair. Who among us has not said this to someone? This is the scene where Indira does the sunlight spell. Honestly, I was nervous. Like, I was like, listen, Giles said so long ago, never speak Latin in front of the books. And I feel like what is no one listened. (laughs) Who is to say that Indira reading this fucking spell won't work? I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, especially because she has Slayer magic. Yeah. I mean, Xander had no magic to speak of, and he still set the book on fire, you know? It's true. Anyway, Indira does the fake spell, and luckily Drusilla on her own is like, I sure am feeling hot. (laughs) And then uh, Spike just sort of, you know, coaxes that in the right direction. Uh, and they believe that they are, well, Drusilla believes that they are invincible. Thank God that that Drusilla is, mmm um, convincible. <laughs> yeah, I think she's just so excited. I love her plan. She was, the first thing Drusilla wants to do in the sunlight is to go to the park and kill some mummies and daddies. But then... Take the orphans and sire them. She's really pulling a v- uh, uh, interview with the vampire shit right here. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. like, where is my Claudia? I would like a Claudia sure. and a Claude uh, in equal oh. measure. I would like to have many children. And uh, Spike's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Nobody mentioned kids, Drew. <laughs> um, but she's just too excited. I think she's just... Maybe the thing about Drusilla is that she's very excitable. She's very intelligent, but she's very excitable. And this is something she's very excited about. So she's not really crossing her T's and dotting her I's on this one.
0: Totally. And also just being near Spike probably makes her feel warmer. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so (laughs) Uh, everything seems to be going great uh, when Indira's doing the last little bit of the spell. But uh uh-oh, Cordelia busts in. There's a fight. Spike takes a stake to the back. Cordelia steals in quotes. Indira, the gem <laughs> of Amara, is notably left behind. Spike is like, Drew, always keep the gem of Amara on you as a reminder of our dream. And Spike also says, I think the kid has powers she never even knew existed. Interesting. That feels interesting to me. That feels meaningful. I haven't. I have my eye on Indira for powers beyond slayerhood.
1: Yeah, especially because of this reality shit. It's like we know that Anya. Oh yeah. Like we know when alternate reality Anya went to current reality, that her magic got all wonky and like things were really loopy and wa- and wild and what have you. So like, obviously, there's slayers some have kind...
0: a kind of magic infused directly into them.
1: Yeah. So like, perhaps. Um, perhaps, perhaps. I also just want to keep a tally. Uh, Cordelia has knocked Indira out. Uh, Indira has knocked Tara out. Giles got knocked out by something. Of course. Classic. Um, but yeah, she has, so at the end of this, she has the grimoire and she has Indira. Uh Uh-oh. Here's Tara and also Mr.
0: Pickles. Uh, busting in on Spike and Drew. She's like, listen, Indira couldn't have done the spell without my notes and also my brain. I can't even do the spell now that we don't have the grimoire. And then she says something that really set off a bunch of flags into the Mm -hmm. air for me, which is if Anya gets the grimoire, Anya will be able to undo any spell cast from its pages. There's a whole thing with... Touching the grimoire, making you evil, and all of this stuff, but maybe if you are already merged with a demon, you can't be negatively impacted by the book. Therefore, I predict that this will be directly responsible for Anya and Anyanka merging. This is what I think is, is coming. Got it. How am I doing? Don't you're tell doing,
1: me. You're doing great. Um I want I had a question. It's only a witch, right? It's like because because the slayers can touch the grimoire and they're okay. It's just a witch that can't touch the grimoire? Right.
0: Okay. Right. Right. Just right. Right. i to make right? sure.
1: I think, I think. I think.
0: As as far as I could tell from I think right, so vampires if, can't
1: if, touch it.
0: Right. If a witch casts something casts from
1: it, something from it. That's what it is.
0: Oh, so maybe I'm. Okay. So maybe. Right. 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 Maybe. In order to interact with the spells in the grimoire, Mm -hmm. Anya needs to, maybe she'll need to bolster
1: uh, her fortitude in some way, her mystical (laughs) fortitude. Right. Well, Jenny, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Wait and see. Wait and see. Wait (laughs) and see. Uh, I'll be over in four hours to jostle you. (laughs) That is what she said. I goodness, <laughs> Jenny. Um, I actually was was doing a segue to the sound effects, uh, favorite sound effects because my favorite use of sound in this episode is the repetition of Cordelia, and I think so great. That, yeah, and I, and like we have the scripts, which is very fun. And I thought something that's very fun to see a little bit of, of behind the scenes is that. There was a lot more of Cordelia repetition in the script than was actually used in the um, episode. And I just thought, I don't know, like as somebody who produces things, it's very fun to see behind that curtain a little bit. Like they probably had it in. And then on one listen, they were like, it's a little too distracting to have it in all the scenes. So they like, you know, massaged it so that it would be there the right amount. Um, And Mm -hmm, so I just mm -hmm. I think that's very fun and cool. So that's my pick.
0: I love it. I'm going to go with Anyanka saying, I agree with Clement. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I liked it. <laughs> Speaking of liking things, nice, benign, almost neutral. Let us take the dank, dark, staircase down into the
1: dungeon of the Sexual Tension Awards. I can't believe you can say that and I can't say rut.
0: <laughs> Sexual Award. Well, in slot number one, listen, we've got three full slots today. And we'd love for you to consider the noms within each and vote with your heart and groin. Jennifer! (laughs) Anything else that, you know, works for you. Uh, In slot number one.
1: Be careful of splinters.
0: (laughs) I think it's, you know, it would be hard to argue that this wasn't the spiciest thing going on throughout the episode. Uh They're busting up furniture. They're remembering what the other likes. Uh, They are biting and bleeding. Uh, They are Spike and Drew. Wow, wow, wow. In slot number two. Sometimes the gravitational pull between two people is only magnified when there is an obstacle that they must figure out how to overcome in order to be together. Mm -hmm. And it's with that in mind that I submit in slot number two, Anyanka and Anya without the puppy who ruins everything. (laughs) And it's slot number three. The neutrality vote, the why can't you leave me alone with the sexual tension awards vote? Uh, she just wants to do her job and have a little peace. It's Indira, and it being none of Indira's business. <laughs> If you want to cast your vote in our sexual Tension awards, please find your way over to bufferingcast.com slash S-T-A, which will take you to our STA poll. And you can vote with your little heart and other parts already mentioned. And, um, you know, it, it means a lot to us to have everybody participate. So come on down. <laughs>
1: I almost just said, well, Jenny, what's the status of this (laughs) X-File? I wish I could tell you, Kristen. Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, we have two episodes left to go. Jenny, you've got some predictions on the board. I'm excited to uh, journey through the uh, answers or non-answer. I mean, you know, nothing says we're going to get answers to those predictions. But um, I'm excited to get into episode eight with
0: you. I can't wait to find
1: out what happens uh
0: but I'm gonna have to I have to wait That's true uh while I'm waiting I will be Jenny Owen Young's and hey when I'm not making podcasts with Kristen I am usually making music in fact this very night the night that this podcast episode goes up I will be playing my annual holiday live stream concert tidings of comfort and J-O-Y oh hell Uh, yeah It is a fun time. There is songs. There is merriment. There is Frank. Uh, Please join me if you dare. Uh, You can find tickets and info over at JennyOwenYoungs.com in the uh, tour section. Uh, You can also find me on social media at JennyOwenYoungs.
1: Uh, I am Kristen Russo, a.k.a. King Consort. And um, when I am not talking about Buffy or The X-Files or Yellow Jackets, I'm often working with LGBTQ communities. You can learn more about my work on my website, com. K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. You can use that to follow me on socials. And uh, today, this very day, I will be getting my haircut cut uh in brooklyn so
0: <laughs> wow just I just looked deliberately at... scheduling
1: conflicts interesting I mean, my interesting. haircut my haircut is at 11 a.m so there's not absolutely oh, no so reason plenty why plenty of time plenty of time Perfect. um but i just looked at my calendar to make sure you were right about that when this episode goes up and i was like look at that kristen russo doesn't have a concert kristen russo has a haircut uh. <laughs> Buffering
0: the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Bufferingcast. You can email us at
1: hello at bufferingcast.com. And you should. If you wanted to, <laughs> you could also support us. We have a very active Patreon, patreon.com/slash bufferingcast. We are now deep into Want Take Winter, the winter mm-hmm. theme over in Patreon land where we are five by fiving all over the place. Uh, we are watching Faith episodes. <laughs> we are just it's just a Lehane state of mind over there, you know? Wow, well, it truly is. I mean, tis the season. Whatever that fucking means.
0: This episode was produced by Kristen Russo, Jenny Owen Youngs, and Latoya Ferguson with support from our consultant, Mackenzie McDade. It was edited by John Mark Nelson and till next time. Uh, uh, Ow.